Hello and welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday the 1st of July. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Luke Moore. And I am Pete Donaldson. (laughs) July. How on earth have we got to July? Whoa! Pinch punch first of the month. Except we can't because we're in separate places don't and touch don't me. touch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I you had could... a penny for every time a woman had said that to me. <laughs> and a man. And a man. Um, you could get one of those grab things where you squeeze the handle and it's got a, a fake hand on the end. Right. And you could grab someone like that. You wouldn't get much purchase it's on not the pinch. The same type of pinch. But you could. You could. No, do it. I'm obsessed with those grabbers. I, I want to get one of those grabbing machines, those sticks, and then grab another stick with that. <laughs> grabby stick <laughs> and then link another grabby stick to that one until I've got infinite grabby sticks on and I'm like a kind of Go industrial Mr. Tickle. Yeah. See just how long you can make it. Uh, just so long. I'd, I just want to see how far I can. Across a car park I'd be happy with, to be honest. Uh, yeah. how, how Most of you... Pete's um, le- leisure activity takes place in a car park. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Virtual. Uh, what's it? Uh, crazy Frisbee? What's, what's the, what's the thing? What's ultimate, the TD, Frisbee. ultimate Frisbee. I hate Ultimate Frisbee. That's, so that's played in the field though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What has been your key to survival, <laughs> Pete Donaldson, in lockdown? Because it's been nearly four months. Um, I've. It's weird. I am seen as being someone who enjoys the odd video game. I've barely played any. To be honest, Jules. So I have just been staring out the window. I, I, I live uh, behind a churchyard, so I've been watching um, people. Sinister, isn't it? It is a little yeah. bit. Just watching. I must. <laughs> you go, did you go to the estate agent and go? Um, I must have a house behind a churchyard. Yeah, exactly. It's are where, there gravestones? Uh, there are three gravestones. Ooh. Yeah. That's uh, even weirder. As many as three. Notes. It was bombed in the Blitz, so I think they just moved the church back back a little bit and uh, and just made it a kind of like a public kind of uh, graveyardy place. So it's 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 very so pleasant. Looking, ga- gazing longingly just, over just a gazing graveyard. Gazing longingly, looking into the graveyard. I think <laughs> yeah. I've been into it three times during the nice Jules, weather. What's your what's your secret to survival, mm. Ben? Food. Well, eat as much food, as possible. Just loads of food. Just like spending all my money just on food. Yeah. Because I'm not going out, not spending my money on anything else. Mm. So I've just like, when I do the food shop at the moment, you know, like normally you do a food shop and you go, oh, I can't, can't afford that, can't afford that, or I won't get that this week. Mm. At the moment, it's just the food, <laughs> the food, the food shop is I've like... Had, I've had so many conversations with myself about that. What I'll do is I'll go into, <laughs> a, I'll, I'll go into a supermarket and I'll see stuff that I think, I don't really need that. Yeah. yeah. But... What my brain then starts doing through no control of my own will right. be like, think how much you've saved on travel. Literally. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. Spend yeah. it on that. Yeah. yeah. And I will. And before, before you know it, you've got three birthday cakes <laughs> and it's no one's birthday. I've been shopping in the Japanese supermarket. I've discovered yuzu, uh, which is kind of like lemony kind of thing. Yes. And I've put oh, it in good. everything. It's really good. It's delicious. Jules, are you a bit of a foodie? Yeah, I love my food and yeah. I love cooking as well. And, and actually, one of the nice things about having a bit more time at home is I've been able to spend more time cooking everything from scratch, which is really good. Like, you know, because when we're so busy, when there's so... I mean, there is so much football now, but when I'm normally working more than I am at the moment, I don't have time to do everything from scratch. So quite often get a takeaway or whatnot, which is still... Obviously still do that, but it's been nicer to spend a bit more time cooking recipes and cooking random things as Mm. well that I normally wouldn't, so... Should we not talk about any football today? Nothing, none. There wasn't a game last night. (laughs) We all know why you're stalling, Breach. Was that the first Man United win at the Amex, though? It was. I was. I was. In the I was. League, yeah. I, I. I was distracted because I found a bottle of discontinued hairspray in an old trunk, and 
and what? the laptop was the laptop was on the windowsill <laughs> in front of the churchyard, and uh, and and and, and the, the commentator said that. And I was like. I can't deal with bits of yeah. information. Yeah. I've not seen this bottle of fat hair for about 10 yeah. years. <laughs> I like was the idea. All, that... Was it all like gloopy at the at the spray bit? I've not tried yet, uh, but it, it it was... That happens. I will, could wax, uh, pun intended, uh, lyrically about uh, the fat hair and the sad loss of that particular hairspray brand for years, Jules. It was amazing. It was like liquid glue. It smells delicious, doesn't it? it did, did you used to use it? I, I know it. Oh, it was lush and eBay... You had to, for a very small bottle, 30 quid. Yeah. And I indulged a couple of times. Well, think of what you're saving on travel, though. I know. <laughs> you can't find them anymore. I was yeah. going to say. It was like finding... All the best stuff gets discontinued. Is it, why do they do this, Jules? I don't Jules? know. Don't I just want glue in my hair. Graveyards, trunks. <laughs> are you some kind of Victorian time traveller? Because you you you're famously really into steampunk. So is I'm it... famously not into <laughs> steampunk. I find steampunk tedious, and the people who <laughs> like steampunk have little twirly moustaches. Who's the most and, steampunk footballer? Oh, Do you know what steampunk is? No. I'll tell you later. It's cogs and shit. Yeah. It's futuristic cogs. Right. Yeah. It's like a Victorian's idea of the future. Mm. It's like a movement. And there's a lot of stuff about it going on in Camden. It's 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 kind of a weird thing. I but see. who is the most steampunk footballer? Um, I think it might be uh <laughs> Uh, Lewis and Rike. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't, just, just, I'm just <laughs> pulling that out of my cog, cog fist behind. So anyway, Pete was watching um, the game while sorting S- through sorting. an abandoned Victorian trunk. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. I wouldn't expect anything else from no, you, Pete. No, exactly. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, you're right. Um, Man United haven't beaten Brighton at the Amex the um, until last night. Yeah. We beat them 3-2 last season at home and it was an unbelievable game. Last night, not so much. Um, but <laughs> Not so much beaten. Not so much beaten, <laughs> but Man United are just on this unbelievable run. So actually going into the game, I wasn't confident at all. I, I mm. did think we were going to lose this one, but I'm actually still pretty happy in terms of the three matches since the restart, picking up four points against Arsenal, Leicester and Manchester United is very decent for Brighton. And, and there is a little bit of breathing space between us and the rest of the, the clubs that could face relegation this season. So I'm not too defeatist today, but let's talk about Manchester United because mm. that run has extended now to 15 games in all competitions mm. unbeaten. Is it too simplistic to say that Bruno Fernandes is the key to that because since he's signed for Manchester United and played, he hasn't lost a single game. Well, yeah. he's come, I mean, I guess he's coming from a club that um, consistently um, finished exactly third every season. <laughs> and he's going, this is where I want to be, guys. I will get the ball back off the other team. I will score goals. I will provide assists. This is where we need to be. And uh, he's, he's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm a top professional. Let's get into my uh, particular headspace. But yeah, I, I think he just wants to be third because that's where he lives. Can I just say, um, in one season in the last five, Sporting to actually finish second. second. So the yeah, joke's yeah, on you there. joke's on me there, yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. outrageous. Was he there? When he, when I, he joined I, 17? I, I haven't checked. Exactly. Um, sure. But <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously a magnificent player. But the, 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 um, the return of Pogba is obviously huge for them as well. People have, I think, gotten so used to talking about the soap opera around Paul mm. Pogba, they've sort of they had forgotten the, the level of quality he can bring. I mean, I mean, to be perfectly frank, and maybe it sounds a little bit disrespectful to your beloved Brighton Jewels, but don't disrespect me. Okay, I won't say it. <laughs> Pete, what were you going to say? Uh, Go on. Is, is that a player of his level, even though he's been out of the game for a, a decent amount of time? He he's he's far better than what Brighton put up against him last night. Oh, gotcha. And, and They've I, got and so much quality in their side. Actually, absolutely. And I, I think the thing that needs to be said is that 
I thought United, in a big way, took their foot off the gas last They night. did, yeah. They, 15 they... minutes in, they score the third goal. They made five substitutions after that at 3-0 just to rotate, to mm. get people fresh and to keep people. Because they've got, obviously got another game at the weekend. De Gea made a couple of very, very good serves. But but he did. and and But Brighton were able to get so far, but not really any further. And then mm. they'd end up shooting from a bit from distance. Mm. And all that kind of stuff. But I, I just thought United, they were brilliant. They, they, they. I mean, Fernandes could have had a hat trick as well. I think. Yeah. I think he hit the post, did he? He did. He hit the yeah. post before he scored his goal. That's right. And um, they just took the foot off the gas, and they were able to rotate some players. But it's when you do this kind of show every week. Pete and I obviously have done, and yourself, Jules. You do, you do a show about, about football every single week, and sometimes more than once a week. You've got to be careful not to be blown around like a windsock with different teams, because sometimes mm. teams play well, and sometimes they play bad, and they get into form one way or another. United have been very, very good since January. So I wonder whether, even notwithstanding the big three-month gap we've had in the middle, I mean, they've been good enough for long enough now for you to think, actually, look at the players they've got. They're now playing at a kind of level you'd expect from them. Mm. And they've also got something really to strive for, which is to try and get back into this into this top table of European football. So all the, all the, all the elements are there now, aren't they? I think the key for Manchester United in last night's game was how they started the match. Mm. It was just... They went hell for leather right from kickoff, and obviously scoring an early goal like they did, and then getting the second one so soon after, it meant that they just they they had the upper hand right from the off. And I think that that was because of the way Ole Gunnar Solskjaer picked the team again, starting Pogba and Fernandez together for the second game in a row. And I think that just this United team came into the game knowing that this was an absolute must win, a game that they could win and should win. Mm. And because Wolves are breathing down their necks for that potential Champions League spot in fifth, because Wolves won their last match at the weekend against Aston Villa, Man United knew they had to win last night in order to kind of keep the pace with Wolves for one of those European spots. So I I had a feeling that United were going were gonna to blow Brighton away last night. And I think once they scored the second goal, they could take their foot off the gas a bit, Luke. Mm-hmm. And I think that even just looking at... How does that make you feel? Um, do you know what? I th- I was actually annoyed from the start at Do you feel like pure shit? Sheet. No, I don't feel like... <laughs> 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 I, I feel fa- fine, thank I've, you. I felt sorry for Duffy because he's obviously had a horrible year and, 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 and he comes back and he's... <laughs> Can I not wait until the Norwich? Match? I know. We're playing right? Norwich next. Yeah. I don't want to play Man United. Really but, but Potter's not really picked um, no, the Dunk Duffy no. combination, has he? He's, he's, he's gone for Webster, hasn't he, more often than not? But Webster didn't feature last night, is that right? He was injured. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So he's well, been, been carrying an injury. In. So yeah. he's, he's coming back in. But yeah, I think the thing is, is that when I saw the team sheet before kickoff, I was already a little bit like, Mm, we're not going to get anything out of this one. Playing Aaron Connolly up top on his own, he's not got the experience yet. He's not got the ability or the quality. Of- Only supported by the kid who was left famously home alone in the film Home Alone as well. Alexis oh, McAllister. yes, Alexis yeah. McAllister, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think they were, they, it just didn't, to me, look like the right team to play against Manchester United. I'm, I, I have complete faith in Graham Potter, so I'm not criticising him. I just don't think that... When I looked when I looked at that team sheet, I didn't think we we're going to get anything out of a game against United, and and the game was completely different once Neil Morpé came on for the second half. I, I enjoyed yeah. when when uh, Basuma um, took one in the plums. Yeah, uh, it's always nice to took, see. Took one in the plums, got up and did some amazing skill. He took <laughs> he took on three or four like players. Like he was trying to throw off a curse. Honestly, of the pain. I, I I think look, it's all very well laughing at Arsenal players when they don't make uh, Champions League. That was yeah. the thing they did last season. Yeah. Um, he took one in the plums and then he got up and he he took the absolute mick out of three or four Manchester. 
United players and then spread the ball out. That needs to be his training, like every <laughs> before every match. Takes one in the yeah. uh, and then and then he's off. He was fantastic after that. As a female, I obviously do not know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. However, there is still the same. Ooh, it's a great level from, even from it's girls watching. We all know that that must be. It's a great level. It's a great level because it's something that everyone experiences. Yeah, playing men's football as a kid. Yeah, there's no. So it's good a... that it's good that top pros doesn't mm. matter how much you're getting paid. You take one of the knackers, you're the same as the rest of us. And, but, and also, we also end the match by drinking a load of milk, like for yeah. <laughs> exactly. You thought he, you thought he was on the milk, didn't you? I thought he was on the milk, and and it was the weirdest thing because he got substituted, Bruno Fernandes, and he was sat there and mm. bless him, you could see he was absolutely freezing. I think everyone underestimated how cold it was. <laughs> Nobody wanted a water break. Did they? No, no, water yeah. break. Give me my milk. They you're taking like, the piss. It's fucking minus 10 out here. Yeah, the calling break. They were like, can I have a cup of tea? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Bruno Fernandes is sat there. I thought he was drinking milk. It turns out it was a protein shake. He was desperate for a jacket. He's been on the Herbalife on lockdown. Yeah. He got sucked in. <laughs> but I would love him to be some kind of Premier League equivalent of Mr. T. But it's not milk. He ain't, he ain't getting milk and getting the little cream bit off the top. I've said he's, the been on, he's been on Infowars buying vitamins. <laughs> yeah, he must have been. He's got to get rid but of them. He bought the deluxe package. We all, we all follow, obviously, my team are, are far worse than both of yours, but we all follow a similar profile of team. And the, right. reason, I, the reason I say that is because um, invariably, when you come up against a Man United like Brighton did last night, you'll feel the same Pete's a Newcastle fan. And it was certainly the same in Portsmouth in the Premier League. What you want is you want the game to go longer and longer mm. at nil-nil. Because that makes it harder yeah. for the other team, and unfortunately, Mason Greenwood, who's just got the best feet, he's got such he's got such great feet for 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 for, for a youngster, young kid. He's so exciting, and when he refines his game and, and improves, he's going to be a some player he is. But they score after fifteen minutes with a brilliant goal, and after that, you kind of think, well, as you've alluded to, Jules, Brighton aren't really set up to do anything no, here now. So, no. are they using this as a bit of a dead rubber yeah. ahead of a big game at the weekend? Yeah, absolutely, and and that's the that's the big one for us. Norwich away at Carrow Road, it's an absolute must win for Brighton because the fixtures. After that, it's still pretty tricky for us yeah. until we get to the last three. Yeah, like and Manchester City, Liverpool yeah, in there as well. Exactly. It's, not, right. it's not ideal, is it? It's no. not good. So I think, you know, as I said already, taking four points from the first three games since the restart is actually very decent for us. And I didn't expect to win last night. I think that might have been the thinking potentially behind Graham Potter's starting lineup. He substituted Lewis Dunk, which never really happens for Lewis Dunk in a Brighton shirt. It's extremely rare. I can't think mm. of another time Lewis Dunk was substituted certainly in a Premier League game. Um, and the reason for that is because he was on nine yellow cards and last night was the cutoff for <laughs> wow. getting your 10th yellow and then missing out on a few games. So he substituted Lewis Dunk, meaning Dunk, he can now play at the weekend and he is essential to our defence, of course. Yeah. So and, and yeah, the Norwich game is massive for us and I'm going to be there. So I'm really excited. I get the opportunity to Great. be at a game behind closed doors and experience how weird it's going to be. I, 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 with the, with the uh, suspension thing, I, I would really like it if for some weird quirk of the contractual obligations that Premier League have, they have to stop all yellow cards and red cards <laughs> at, at some point in like June. So now we're in July. It's like the Hunger <laughs> Games. Everyone, everyone can do what they want. <laughs> Imagine that. Paul Pogba first game back. Snap. <laughs> oh. yeah. Fernandez is puking out white milk like that bit of bit in Alien with um, yeah. what's the robot in Alien? Um, Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. It's Aliens actually. It's Aliens. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Spoilers everyone. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get to know this with me boys. I'm really rubbish when it comes to film. I'm, t- I'm terrible I'm too. I'm like the Michael Owen of Football Ramble. I, I just know <laughs> I just I just know things from GIFs. It'll work really well because I'm also famously a horrendous pedant. So <laughs> 
What's a pedant? A pedant is someone who like someone who like. This is, uh, a, this is adorable <laughs> yeah. because okay. Luke has to be a pedant about being a pedant. Bear me, bear me a minute, <laughs> right? But a pedant is someone who who nitpicks about every little mistake all the time. Got and that, and that's that called Luke, definitely that, you. That's Luke's. <laughs> I, I feel, I, I feel, I feel so seen. Yeah. Is that a joke? Making me explain. No, that. I didn't know. I genuinely yeah. didn't. We don't know. call it mansplaining anymore on, on the foot. Yeah. We call it uh, Luke explaining. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Good. Anyway. Good. Um, I think that's enough on Brighton against Manchester United. We don't need to talk about <laughs> You got out there pretty lightly, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's been yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, let's move on to talk about a player who is out of contract. Now, this is actually going to happen quite a lot. Um, I was covering the League 2 playoff final on mm. Monday night, and congratulations to Northampton, who are going to mm. be playing League 1 football next season. They absolutely battered Exeter 4-0 in the League 2 playoff final. But, believe it or not, the day after the game, so on Tuesday, Keith Curl, the manager, and I think around 11 of his players were all out of contract the day after they've been promoted to League One. And this is because, obviously, contracts were all written until June yeah. the 30th, which yeah. was yesterday. So this is a situation that Joe Hart now finds himself in. He was under contract at Burnley. His contract has now expired. He's been at the club for a couple of years. So now he is a free agent. Can you see him signing for anyone else in the Premier League? Well, I imagine he's got a little bit more financially in the tank than um, yeah. Keith Curl and, and, and the players down that end of the league, obviously. But, I mean, fascinating, really. Like, you know, only five years ago, you've got Messi saying he's he's a wall. He saved a penalty from Messi. You know, two Premier League titles. Made his final international cup less than three years ago, I think. Yeah, against Brazil, was it? Did, I think it might have been Brazil, Brazil yeah. yeah. November you know I mean? 2017, I think. It's it's an interesting situation because he, he's, he's caught between two stalls for a couple of reasons. The main one is that he's the, the source of all his problems start when Pep Guardiola goes to Man City and mm. says you're not a goalkeeper for me you, you're, you're, you're not you're not good enough for the feet yeah essentially mm. and I, I know there was there were questions asked about his character as well and the type of personality he was but I don't know him so I'm not yeah. going to go into that but ultimately Pete yeah you're right um, but he said in an interview on the BBC this week that you know Everyone knows the type of keeper I am. And what he's alluding to there is managers, coaches, scouts are all going to know Joe Hart, for God's sake. He's got 75 England caps. He said, I'm not going to try and become a different type of goalkeeper at 33. Because if I do that, it's going to, it's going to come unstuck. But if I'm out of fashion and I'm the type of goalkeeper I am that top clubs don't want me anymore, because one of the defining, a couple of the defining images of, of, of top level football now is centre back splitting and dropping deep to pick up the ball easy Mm. and, and goalkeepers being sweepers and having to pick, pick passes with their feet I mean some of the passes that Edison and Allison and, and some of these other keepers are able to pick out it's just unthinkable like 5-10 years ago so he, he can't change his game because it's too late in his career but if he doesn't but if no top club wants him because of the style of keeper he is he's, he's, he's stuck and then the other reason he's stuck is because he's probably not going to go and want to play at a, at a team in, in the championship or, or it's, it's a big gamble for him I imagine he's got a family going to play overseas I know he's done that before with mixed success he might not want to do that again I, I've interviewed players who've retired and said I thought what I would do is I'd go down the leagues and play for as long as I could but a lot of them don't like the lack of intensity at mm. League One level in comparison to the Premier League. I don't like players not being as good, or and you know it's not for me to be disrespectful because they're all better than me at football. But you know what I mean. So he might not want to do that. So it's very difficult to see where he goes. Mm. You might find a promoted Premier League team take a gamble on him, mm. and um, and maybe have him as their second choice or whatever. But that seems like a really disrespectful thing to say about someone who's played at the top level for such a long time. So look, I feel sorry for him, um, but he's had a great career. Uh, he's, it's, he's pre- and it's over. But 33 is not that old for well, well, look, not. David James, oldest player at the 2010 World Cup, wasn't he? Like 39, something like that. And and, and he played because I've asked he made a couple of and, howlers. And in a recent interview, Fabio Capello 
was referring to him repeatedly as Calamity James. To the point, <laughs> to the point where I think Fabio Capello's got confused there and thinks that's his actual, actual name. name. But I think disrespectful I think, to a pro. But I think, I think I think Joe Hart kind of um, he made a statement going to Torino and rem- and and and, and it that was... statement will not be forgotten <laughs> because well, those people the, remember what he did there. Yeah, but the the the, 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 the Torino fans really liked him because he was this kind of like rock star, kind of like big money sort of loan deal signing, and 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 although they they couldn't financially keep him the fans really really warmed him he had a crack at reading out some Italian it was yeah. he, he got done by that puddle he made some he made some absolute howlers but I think fundamentally for him he the fans w- do like players that aren't always that good right In yes cult yeah, yeah. oh yeah sure I'm Yorbi but the problem but, but I think the problem for him is that like data came in in a really really big way at a really really crucial part of his career the quantification of goalkeeping distribution changed because you could get easy data you could get easy kind of wins by just you know um uh, just passing to, to to a fullback, but passing to a fullback when you're not under any kind of pressure is really really easy. So you're just getting pass pass pass. Hitting a hitting a um, if you're playing for a team like West Ham or something, you're trying to hit like a, a tall forward, um, just lashing it forward. Uh, big Andy Carroll, yeah, like Big Andy Carroll, uh, you're going to be in trouble. So nowadays, there's you, you, they're kind of rated on how much pressure they're actually under when they make those passes. So you, right. so so he looked like quite an unattractive proposition to a lot of uh, uh, big big football teams who who were more data driven. So that he was forced into playing for teams like uh, Burnley. And, and and West Ham so he'll probably find a club but like you said where 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 that'll be we just don't know exactly and, and that's a really good point and just in addition to that very quickly like if he wants to stay in the Premier League well he's not a better keeper than the goalkeeper of all the top 10 clubs with the potential I mean at the moment Bern Leno's injured at, at Arsenal he's probably you know he might be better than, than their, 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 their subkeeper but he's not going to start for Arsenal so the top 10 clubs in the Premier League He's not good enough for mm. so that he has to just accept that, and, and then I guess it depends where he goes from there. What do, you, what, what do you think of it? Well, I think at his age, I think it's slightly it's an awkward kind of time for him. It's mm. it's not it's kind of unfortunate timing the way his career has sort of panned out over the last couple of years because obviously when he signed for Burnley, it was because Tom Heaton was injured, and then you have Nick Pope who's been absolutely fantastic for Burnley in that time as well. That's that's awkward for him because mm. he went into that side thinking, okay, well, I'm going to replace Tom Heaton. But then Nick Pope has been so good that he yeah. obviously can't he get can into get the there. team. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that at his age that he is and because of the way goalkeeping is changing, he's almost too old to sign for a club and be their number one because they wouldn't want a keeper of his age being their number one, I don't mm. think. But he's also... I don't know. It's kind of like an awkward, it's an awkward time for him because as Luke's already mentioned, 33 is still young for a goalkeeper. So he still has years in his career and there's no doubt that there's definitely talent there and he has experience. That's something he could bring to a squad. So I think there is definitely a place for Joe Hart. I'm just not sure exactly where he fits in the Premier League. His, his wife is called Kimberly Crew, which does sound like an MLS franchise. So maybe so he, he could sign for, 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 for her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I imagine he does play for her a lot. I guess so. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. But the the um, the the, uh, the weird situation is that on certain attributes, having said what I've just said about the top ten Premier League teams, he is better at, than some of those keepers at certain things. I think, look, based on what I've seen, I think he's a better shot stopper than Kepper at Chelsea. But he can't set up attacks or use the ball with his, at his feet the way that a lot of the modern goalkeepers can, and that's mm. really important to them. Like mm. to you know when when you saw his distribution was the I think bottom two or three for West Ham. Where you go? He's just, he's, he's just not I, a I good. I completely forgot ball. he was at West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
It's very interesting, isn't it? Well, best of luck to Johar. Um, we do hope to see him playing football again and possibly in the Premier League. We'll have to see how that one pans out. Um, before we go to the break, Pete. Yes. Over to you. I'm scared. <laughs> He's this- excited. <laughs> Pete's doing the things with his hands. We're really excited. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I've got a mystery noise. Hmm. I've not got a jingle. Um, mystery noise, mystery noise, girls and boys, it's mystery noise. It's time for a mystery noise. Get that, um, we get that worked up. We'll get that worked yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find some audio for that. Um, yeah, um, I've found a sound. <laughs> you're going to hear this sound and you've got to figure out what the fuck it is. Is that fair enough? Is that a game we can all get I'm our heads around? Yeah. All right. You'll get the answer at the end of the show so we can all play along. Okay. Give yourself a bit of time. Okay, and we, we, we should give we should give listeners our um our hundred percent cast iron guarantee that neither Jules or I have heard this noise oh, no. at all. Exactly. I, no, I didn't we even know others. what we were doing. I, just, <laughs> I was just told throw to Pete. Throw okay. to Pete. Okay. All right. Here's today's mystery noise. <laughs> Sounds like me on a night out. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the correct answer. <laughs> I think I know what that is. Do you? Oh, do you? Yeah, I think so. Right, I think okay. so yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find out. Uh, Are we at giving the end our guesses show. now? Or we'll, we'll do our guesses at the end uh, of the, the show. End of the okay. show yeah. yeah, yeah, end of the show. Right. right. Well, that's Pete's noise. Uh, have a little. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little thing. Sorry, unless I've missed something. There's not Pete doing the noise, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Have a little thing, guys. It's like when Pete pulled that red hot pot noodle on his foot. That's what it sounds like. We'll have have the answer to that at the end of today's ramble. Uh, We're still going to be previewing uh, a couple of tonight's games. And after this, we are chatting messy. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Luke and Pete are here with me and we are going to be previewing tonight's Premier League games very shortly. But before that, last night, it was all about Messi again. Mm. What a player. The best in the world, in my opinion. The best ever. (laughs) 700 career goals. He reached that landmark last night with the most ridiculous goal as well it was a Penenka penalty against Atletico Madrid Mm. and I mean just what a player he is we we just basically want any excuse to be able to talk about Messi for a few few minutes yeah why not him scoring a Penenka penalty for his 700th is as inevitable as that three match ban for uh, Alexandra Mitrovic that uh, came (laughs) in yesterday it was like we knew it was going to happen if he got a chance he was going to put it away uh, and he was going to get his 700 I mean 862 games and seven hundred goals it's, it's, it's at the top at the top table of of, of, of European. Yeah, football. it's not even like he started out. You know, started out in the fourth division. You know, it's all but at the very top. Um, you, Kevin Phillips against against um, against what a lot of people would say is the best goalkeeper in the world as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that takes a, that takes a pair of brass cojones, I believe they say in Spain. <laughs> but do you reckon as he wheeled away from his celebration, he just went to Jan and like, "Don't worry about it. I've done seven hundred. <laughs> I do it all the time. Don't take it personal." Yeah. He's just unbelievable, isn't he? I mean. I mean, it was. It, we all knew he was going to get to that mark, and mm. he, as you say, uh, Pete, he's done it in 112 games less than Ronaldo. Do That's we, the real quiz. Do we, Ronaldo's fuming about that. Do we dare debate? Is there a debate? I don't think we have to have the debate. I don't no. think it matters, but I do think it's funny that he's done it quicker than Ronaldo. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, and the only reason I think it's funny is because I am utterly convinced that Ronaldo actually cares about that kind of stuff. 
He definitely yeah. cares. Think? Yeah, and 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 he will watch several YouTube debating videos like of, of young kids <laughs> yeah. arguing over you know, a few outloggings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Cristiano's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was um, Bleacher Report took um, seven hundred football, seven hundred black footballs, and went to a football pitch and did what can only be described as one of those um, Neil Buchanan uh, art attack. Art attack. Do you remember art attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Buchanan kind of bird's eye view picture of Leo Messi's face because they knew. Knew this was in the offing. The knew he was going to reach 700. And God, it was shit. <laughs> God, it didn't even look much like Leo Messi. They just they'd managed to make 700 footballs look like 70 footballs. So, what they, so just sorry, explain again what they did. They took 700 footballs. You're right. I think it, it, it must painted have been black football. Painted black footballs yeah. uh, and m- made the face of Messi on the centre circle on a pitch. That's right. And then, and then took a drawn up, what, drawn why, shot. Why did they think that? Because of art. Yeah. Or was, or was art a reason? reason, Jules? I Jules. mean, be such a pedant. Better things they could have done. <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say that they would have, because what would have been in the age of obviously modern internet, the bar's higher than that. That's not enough. Yeah, That's exactly. not enough. If, if Buchanan's I mean. doing that in the early 90s, yeah. we need to have moved on. What they should have done is done like some kind of time lapse yeah. where they made the. Done, showed, redid his goals from every angle where he scored them all from. Yeah, and the F2 freestylers just rolling around on the on the balls. Going, yeah. And at the end, someone goes, "Dude, perfect." <laughs> um, but but the um, there was an amazing piece of skill that Messi did that it made. I mean, because you know, football essentially exists now for uh, people to share clippable little mm. videos or gifts. There's amazing content. Exactly, glanceable fun. Mm. There's um, that's what media agencies say about it, Jules. Right. Um, there's 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 an amazing bit of skill where he's got the ball down near the touchline. And Lodi, the left back for Atletico, comes flying in from miles away, and uh, message flicks it over the top of him, and it, and it just makes you think. He does catch his knee on it on, on him though, so he, he could have hurt himself there. So it's not dude perfect. It's not dude perfect, no. <laughs> but it does make you think how good because uh, to get to the position that Lodi's in, where he plays, he's playing fullback for a, a top quality European <laughs> team, right? Mm. He's going to unquestionably be the best player that anyone here can imagine yeah. in terms of real life. If, if he came and played for your local team or he joined in on your Saturday team, mm. he would be ridiculous, right? Mm. Yeah. Messi's taking the piss out of him. So how good is Messi? That's what you, that, that, and, and the game is played so fast. We went, to a, we went to a Madrid derby a couple of seasons ago. Uh, Pete and I um, sat together, very hungover. Um, obviously. So we're obviously more emotional than we would have been normally. Yeah. But it was so, the standard is ridiculous. It's like mm. it's like scripted theatre. Yeah. They move in sync. Mm. They do, and to stand out and be that good at that level, over and over again, it's just it's it's incredible. It's mind blowing. And, and, and when you've got that, le- when you are, you know, when the footballers have almost grown up watching the greatest footballer in the world ply his trade. And then they're facing off against him. You're going to make mistakes. Just his very reputation. You're going to do things that you wouldn't normally do because you're panicking and you're thinking, right, well, he's probably going to do something mad. Uh, and that kind of helps, doesn't it? I mean, the, 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 the mythos of the, of the man, it, it helps you. It helps the defenders just make mistakes, in, in my humble well, opinion. Well, I think he's so good. I'm not saying he would want to do this, but he's so good, I reckon he could play at some kind of good professional level until he's 45. Yeah. 45? Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. I'm not saying he'd be. I'm not saying he'd be captain of Barcelona at 45. He'd, he'd be re-upping his growth hormones, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's 16. I, I, think, I, I think he'd injections. be. I think he'd be. Just... Do you think fitness-wise, though? Yeah, but I think you'd, 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 obviously you'd play him in a different position or whatever. You'd, you'd, so you would centre back. Maybe at, at 45, would you say that Ronaldo playing as a fox in the box rather than, uh, rather than Leo Messi 
doing what he does. He, I think, I think Ronaldo would be more useful. He'd give you something, Ronaldo. I think if you played Ronaldo at 50, he'd give you something. Yeah, yeah. Right, but Messi last wouldn't. Time, Messi's I, I don't know. He'd have, to, shot he'd, by then. he'd have to adjust his... He'd have to adjust I his think game, Ronaldo so. would last longer in terms of fitness and mm. being at the top level. I think he will play more games and play until he's older than what Messi will retire yeah. at, personally. I, I, yeah, I don't think Ronaldo... I, um, his fitness is just unbelievable, I don't Ronaldo. think, yeah. He's not, Ronaldo's not going to ever give up, I think. Ever. It's going to be a no. bit... Buffon's had another year added on his contract, hasn't he? Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and one, one thing that's worth saying about Messi, the boys touched on it yesterday ahead of this game, which was a great game, by the way. I mean, there's a lot of drama mm. in it. Um, is that Messi really, over the last few years at Barcelona, they, they, he's been... Fe- Barcelona have been a bit of a shit show, really. Yeah. I mean, if Barcelona have been at the top of their tree for all this time, I know that's very difficult to do for such an elongated period, but if they've been at the top of their tree um, and he hadn't had so much pressure on him and they hadn't kind of not really known what they're doing... It's mad to say, but he could have been even better, mm. which yeah. is just crazy. If, if, if he didn't have to deal with the politics and he's almost managing the team at times, bombed I think he's, I think he he's decided like... himself to do that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can do. You can yeah. do. Anyway, what an yeah. amazing talent. It's just great Incredible. to watch, isn't it? Just and, and he's done so much for the sport. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's that when kids, we easy to forget and get cynical as you get older, but when kids start watching football, mm. they ain't, regardless of whether we like it or not, they're not watching football really for big headers and great clearances and, and they're watching for players like Messi. The mm. most exciting thing in football, goals aside, obviously, um, is a player taking on a player and beating him. It, it makes you so happy to watch it, especially when you're a kid and he's done so much for the sport and, 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 and it's great to see. Just an absolute joy to watch. So yeah. congratulations to him. 700 career goals. Just let that sink in. For Could a he minute. get a thousand? He's 33. 300 more. Oh, lovely. So he's taken him 700. So he needs to go... <clears throat> It's possible. Is Joe Hart playing in La Liga? <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Joe. Make it happen. So right. disrespectful. <laughs> Let's move on to tonight's games in the Premier League. A quick little preview of them. Um, tonight, Leicester are away at Everton. But before we actually get on to uh, Leicester and their performances since the restart, the, the plans are still going ahead for their match at the weekend where they host Crystal Palace at the King Power, despite the fact that Leicester is a city are in lockdown. What are your thoughts on that, Pete? Do you think that they I'm, should? I'm, well, well, I think they should go with any government advice uh, or, or certainly scientific advice, but I'm, I'm just worried about Barry Lineker's, uh, the late Barry Lineker's fruit stall. Right, um, go on. What's going to happen now? I mean, that, if they're shut down, the family aren't going to be selling their fruit, are they? <laughs> but if it's the late Barry... Sorry, I'm just having some water. <laughs> Thanks. If, if it's the late Barry Lincoln, then who's running it anyway? Well, I presume some somebody was is giving somebody's trained to. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't, I just wanted yeah. people to remember that Gary Lineker's dad was called Barry Lineker. Yeah, All right. fair enough. That was a bit mainly why I was. I doing think we it. made. I think you've made that quite clear. But yeah, um, what, what's the question? <laughs> Wait, why have you not been paying attention? <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm thinking of. Gary Barry. Lineker having a dad called Barry Lineker <laughs> and them having a fruit stall, all right? Well, we haven't even st- listen, we've done good chat there on the Lineker family. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned Wayne. Well, we look at <laughs> well, we look at the UK and, and obviously it's, we've been locked down for a very long time. I don't know, and I think people from Leicester, I lived there for four years, they, they are not exactly sure what parts of Leicester, uh, are we talking Ordby? Are we talking Fleckney? Are we talking Bartle on the Beans? That's quite close to, uh, uh, to Leicester. You know Leicester. I do, I do know my Leicester. Um, the people don't know where they're allowed to go, what they're allowed to do because of the rather patchy uh, government advice. What I would say is they should play the Skepta, uh, the start of that Skepta song, uh, song uh, uh, shut, shut down, down yeah. shut down, wherever you're not allowed to be. <laughs> they should play that on loudspeakers. That's where you're not allowed to be. You've got to get in your house. Well, wouldn't it? It would be a bit annoying yeah. after a while. That's, le- that's Leicester, though, isn't it? <laughs> you have to do it at socially acceptable hours. 
wouldn't you? <laughs> I think the Premier League have obviously made a decision on this and said that the mm. game can go ahead because of the... They're in a bubble. Yeah, and the exactly. levels of testing... I don't see how it affects the, the players. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. levels of mm. testing that the players get and everyone that kind of goes into the grounds and it's very limited, so... Leicester um, would like an excuse, of anything, because they've been pretty terrible since the restart. Well, yeah, it's been strange, hasn't it? Because, of course, they, they kind of went on a bit of a poor run around about, if I remember this rightly, I think it may have been around kind of December, January time. Jamie mm. Vardy kind of missed a few games and, and hadn't been scoring. But then they kind of picked things up again mm. before lockdown. And now all of a sudden it just kind of feels like, I don't know what's happened to them during well, the, 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 well, the Champions League spots. They, they had a 14-point cushion. Yeah. And it's now yeah. like three, I think. I, I wouldn't say this when I'm doing the show with Marcus because he'd get upset <laughs> and then say he isn't upset. Um, about, but I, th- I think Leicester... That amazing run they had from the middle of October up to Christmas. I, if you look at them from the start of the season through to Christmas, they had quite favourable fixtures. Mm. But and, and if you and, and 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 I think think things kind of went their way. If you look at the games Why that would they Marcus be upset about that because he loves Leicester, loves oh, Brendy, yeah. he I loves Brendy, yeah. Brendy, Brendy. He is, yeah, but right. he, he loves he loves Leicester. And uh, at one point, he got caught out saying that they're on the verge of the second title, and we took the Mickey out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, right? that says more about us than it does him. But look, they 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 they. If you look at the games they had in the first half of the season, may not the way they lose that Liverpool way they lose that. You know the games against Leicester uh, against Wolves they didn't, they didn't get a win against Wolves they didn't get a win against Chelsea they, they they beat the teams you expect them to beat if you if you look at the profile teams they played and factor in that Arsenal had an absolute shit show of a season um, they th- th- that run they went on as I said from the middle of October Burnley at home Southampton away Crystal Palace Arsenal at home Brighton Everton Watford Villa Norwich and Everton again the League Cup and I think they had a League Cup game against a, a, a lower league team as well fine you should be winning those games mm. what I feel like's happened is there's a bit of a there's a couple of things one is there's been a bit of a writing they've, they've, they've started to play tougher games and they've been caught out and also what they were good at under Rodgers when they were good was they were really good at getting in teams faces yeah the intensity and, uh, and they don't have that now the intensity they showed against Chelsea was a lot better and and you know obviously yeah. they they played a lot better against them but yeah they they just didn't look up for it. the first two matches after the restart they just they just looked tired I and... think teams have worked them out a little bit mm. and they're not moving the ball that quickly and Vardy can get isolated and they rely on Tielemans and Madison to break teams down with a clever pass Madison's stats for getting like for creating chances are amazing but right. he's not doing that I guess they can become a bit reliant on them so you know, is, look. is there an argument to say that if if they don't get Champions League uh, football, players like Madison, Chilwell, they're going to be off because people want want careers and and, and they don't have to do it at Leicester. I, first of all, I don't think I don't think they will stick around. I think they're, I, don't, I don't think they're better at the moment than Wolves, Man United, or Chelsea. So that mm. that kind of tells its own story. They've only got a one point cushion from Chelsea now and only a three point cushion from those other two teams. The only problem with, with talking about players moving on, Pete, these days is that no one really knows what's happening. Mm. Like we talked about this with mm. the. Um, the Peterborough striker Ivan Tony, you and I were talking about it, Pete, and we said that um, you know the, the owner of Peterborough said, "Oh, because Peterborough have now missed out on promotion, well they're going to lose their best player." Yeah, and it's like, well, okay, well where's he going to go then? Because no football league team's buying him, mm. and if he's not good enough for a Premier League team, he's, he's not going anywhere. Mm. So we don't know what's happening with, with things. So maybe yeah. that'll work to their favour as well. I, I just think that the the intensity, the match sharpness they need to play how they want to play under Rogers isn't there at the moment. Yeah. And they're facing an Ancelotti side tonight who have been... Be a good game. Pretty, yeah, it's going to be a good game. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, despite not scoring against Norwich in the last match, had the most shots in the whole of the last game week. He should have scored <laughs> right. if it wasn't for Tim Krul, who just seems to save everything. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about tonight? Do you think that Everton will beat Leicester? Because that would be a great result for Everton. 
I think they might. Yeah, it's I hard, think, it's I think hard to see who's going to turn up. Leicester-wise, if if they if they keep up their the same intensity that they did with Chelsea, I think um they they, they I think they will win. But if they don't, um Everton have have, have got three points there, right? I think Everton will win. There all right. Go. How about that? There we go. Let's look at a couple of the other games because it's it's all getting very very tense at the bottom of the table. Bournemouth are at home to Newcastle tonight, mm-hmm. Pete. Yeah. Uh, West Ham have a London derby against Chelsea. Now, for both of these teams, they're struggling. They 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 can't seem to get anything out of their matches at the moment. They've both lost their last three matches, Bournemouth and West Ham. And looking at Bournemouth against Newcastle tonight, you would say that when you look at their next six fixtures coming up after that, this is their most winnable tie. Sorry, Pete, but but it is yeah, when you look is. at Bournemouth's fixtures. And if they don't get something out of this, does that mean that they are out of this? Where does it leave them? Hmm. I, th- I think people were talking about um, last week on uh, Football Rumble about how Bournemouth have had, had their time so we're not. It's not quite as a romantic story anymore. You get a couple of seasons. Yeah. It's like it's like bands. We say you you either get ten years or three albums. That's it. And then you've got to go. You yeah. just got to stop because you're, just, you're embarrassing yourselves. Yeah. But um, the, 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 how does that work with thirteen years of football ramble? By the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta get out of there. Is that um, why I'm here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please right, make we need someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think this is this is uh, Bournemouth's uh, most uh, winnable game. So then their next four games look pretty pretty rough. So uh, yeah, they, they they need it tonight. I I, I feel sorry, George. I was just like gonna an say, excess. Yeah, exactly. I, I think um, that's a blast from the past. I know, right? Yeah, Eddie and Eddie Howe very much. Um, Attractive enough to be the Michael Hutchins of, of <laughs> he's the Michael Hutchins yeah. of football. Yeah. Um, although we obviously hope it doesn't have such a tragic end. But um, the mm. the situation with Bournemouth is they don't they don't get anything from losing positions. If you look at the stats, yeah. they're fifteen defeats from going behind in seventeen games. That's not good. Mm. That's not good at all. And secondly, they from what I've seen of them, and maybe I don't watch them as much as some people would. They're effectively a counter attacking team, right? So. They, they 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 find it very hard to break teams down. And I think that, that good teams find it quite easy to defend defend against them because they don't play with any tempo. Mm. So if you don't if you don't attack Bournemouth over and over again and leave gaps at the back, they can't really do anything. And I, I also feel that um Ryan Fraser's been a bit of an issue with them. There's lots of rumours, lots of talk about how difficult that situation's been. He's now decided he's not going to stay, which I think is horrendous for him. There's absolutely no reason for him not to stay. And that's difficult the in the dressing the room as yeah. well, isn't yeah. it? Especially at this key time in the season where they need to be winning games. Um, I just wanted to clarify, by the way, that the fixtures that they have coming up, because we talked about them but not actually said who they are. After Newcastle tonight, they're away at Manchester United, at home to Tottenham and Leicester, away at <laughs> Manchester City. Yeah. And they have a home tie against Southampton and they finished the season away at Everton. Like m- m- Most of those, apart from one, they've got something to play for and pretty big financial yeah, <laughs> rewards for getting that place as well. Exactly, it's they're, they're going to get put to the sword in those games. Really <laughs> they, they really yeah, need to get something. Um, West Ham against Chelsea tonight. This should be a good game. It's the later kickoff as well, quarter past eight. West Ham need to get something out of this game as well, but I don't know if I can see it. They shouldn't be as they shouldn't be as bad as they are. West Ham. They shouldn't be as bad no. as they are. I, I thought having a bit of a break and having uh, Moyes, uh, obviously he came out uh, PR-wise very well with the break, doing a bit of um, social uh, community work. Um, I thought he, they were going to come back and be a completely different unit because they'd spent a bit more time with the new manager. He only came in uh, in December, obviously, but uh, it didn't seem to be the case at all. Um, Frank Lampard's talking about, obviously, uh, Mason Mount's good friends with um, Rice. Second yeah. Rice, yeah. He's, He's been linked to Chelsea, hasn't he? Well, he said yeah. he wants to beat... He said uh, you have to... Uh, he told Mason Mount to... 
concentrate on beating rice. And I was thinking he's making <laughs> he's making mochi. <laughs> yeah. He's making mochi, people. He's and that's what a... West Ham could look like at the end of this match. <laughs> Pounded well, rice. The, the problem for West Ham is they just can't score goals. No. They really can't. I mean, the three games since they've come back, they haven't scored in any of those matches. And I really thought that Jared Bowen would be a huge influence on them when he signed in January. And although I think he's looked good in the games... Mm it's just almost not been enough and they're missing Sebastian Eller. I, I just think that when you look at the teams down at, in the bottom six, I'm including Brighton in that, scoring goals, this is the time to do it. And yeah. if they haven't scored in their last three, it's hard to see where those goals are coming from. And behind closed doors as well, West Ham um, fans haven't always gotten on with their uh, first 11. So yeah. to do it behind closed doors, you would think would have a positive effect because they're not going to put with the boo-boos. I think in um, in um, time, Jared Bowen will be an excellent football player at the top level yeah. I think he's brilliant and uh, if West Ham stay in the Premier League this season which I think they will actually by the skin of their teeth I think he'll go on from strength to strength difficult to play against difficult to defend against he drifts inside a lot and he's got a lot of pace and he's got a decent amount of quality as well and, and, it's, and it's an interesting it would have been an interesting matchup earlier in the season chiefly because he's an exciting young wide player the pressure's on, off on a the bit right. but they also Chelsea had problems picking a, a regular left back didn't they they, used, mm. it, they, yeah. they, they, they Lampard's rotated around a few players but he looks like he's settled on Alonso for now so look it'll be an interesting game I'll definitely watch it I mean and that's all you can say what a ringing endorsement I'll watch it <laughs> I will watch, watch this it. one yeah. will you watch Arsenal Norwich that's the other to, game. To be, to be honest, I, I I find it hard the to... no. Yeah. No, I, no, for me, though, I think this is a bit of a picker because uh, Norwich could do something and that would be funny. That so would the... be... Listen, if I hit... Let me, let me, let me categorise it. The answer is no. But if I hear on the news wires that Norwich have got a goal ahead, I'm flicking straight over. <laughs> well, that's tonight's four matches in the Premier League. And, of course, we will be discussing them fully on tomorrow's Ramble as well. Uh, but, Pete, it's over to you. Let's have the sound reveal. Here's the noise. Quite, quite sinister, really. It's like chimpy. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? Chimpy. Have a guess what you, what what do you think oh, it is, It Jill? sounds like a horse on a roller coaster. <laughs> but which which roller coaster? But I don't think that's possible. The Nemesis. The Pepsi Max. <laughs> the most 90s of all the roller coasters. Would it take up, would it go on sideways or would it take up two rows, do you reckon? The horse. The horse. How are you getting the bar over it? sits in like that. How are you getting the bar where you get the bar under? Well, I guess, yeah, but those things, the, the shy horses have, already have those installed, don't they? So you can just bolt them in, couldn't you? Oh, yes. Oh, Over the yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things that those gurners have when they yeah. gurn through. The gurn holes. Horsey <laughs> gurn holes. I don't think a regulation adult horse could fit on a roller coaster. No, me either. Right, okay. So it's probably not that. Okay. Right. <laughs> what do you uh, think it is, Luke? I, don't, I think I know what it is. What do you reckon it is? Is it foxes laughing? Foxes laughing? What? That has nothing to do with football. I'd at least make it football Lester, related. Lester a horse on a roller coaster. <laughs> What's that got to do with football? You think pull her up for that? It is. Shane Duffy is like a horse. He's a huge defender, <laughs> like a stallion. All right. Shane Duffy on a horse on a roller coaster. <laughs> it's not that. It is. <laughs> it is uh, uh, Premier League footballers, excellent footballers at that. Jamie Carragher. And Gary Neville having a race. Who's the fastest out of the two here? Uh, it would have been me, I think. Do you want yeah, a race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, go on, go across that pitch now. Go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> They're just running across the pitch now. <laughs> you being serious? That's the wow. fastest. <laughs> that is... 
bizarre. Amazing Can noises. Can I just say, the thing that annoys me about that is I've seen that clip. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I really? Sh- yeah, I should have known. And Can Murray, I just Murray clarify? Send it over. The reason I said Foxy is laughing is because there was a post that went viral this week mm. of Foxy's laughing. It sounded really weird and everyone was losing their mind, so I've never heard Foxy's laughing before. But I think what's happened there is they've put that audio over some foxes and I've bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. So maybe it's more popular than I thought it was. Yeah. Sorry. So, and I'm more yeah. out of touch than I thought I was. Well, but go. I thought I was quite That's out of touch anyway. Yeah. Have you seen the goats singing over Taylor Swift? Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You're asking Pete Donaldson that? I know, that? I Come know. On. Obviously you've I'm, seen I'm that. Very, I get very annoyed about Luke being a bit of a basic bitch when it comes to memes. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he sends me the oldest gifts. We all share <laughs> We all share a big WhatsApp group now, don't we? Yeah. And you are going to you are going to see the wrath that is incurred on behalf of Pete Donaldson. If you share a meme that is merely a day old, yeah. you're in big trouble. Yeah. Ah, okay. I'm Web 2.0, guys. Yeah. I sh- although I shared one yesterday that you hadn't seen before. Uh, yeah, you did. It's a big scratch. Big, big scratch in the wind. Well, in your box. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, Very exactly. nice. Uh, all right, that's it from us today. I'm going to be back tomorrow with Vish and Jim. So I look forward to that. And There'll probably be a lot of mystery noises on that show, won't there? Yeah. <laughs> Intentionally or not. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll see you tomorrow on the Football Ramble. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production.